Free agency is here. The draft board is about to get flipped on its head. Let's rip a couple of big board drafts on Underdog Fantasy. Oh, another influencer 101 for the backward hats, bro. Rigged! Zach Ertz with no Tyler Algier bringback? Yikes! You reached a round for correlation? That's a no-no. You ADP bros disgust me. How about you just live a little? Handcuffing might actually be a way to get unique if the field's avoiding it. The Wi-Fi at this resort is a disaster? These fucking streamers don't have player takes. What if a piss boy draft is the room you need? Oh! Good morning, good morning. Christopher coming in hot with the all caps. What is up, Nick? What is up, Kyle? We're, we're gonna start. We're gonna we're gonna come right off the rip and worry about the Bears pass volume. I, I think this is completely overblown. Um, people were worried about the Eagles pass volume before they traded for AJ Brown, too. Like teams dictate their offenses to the personnel they had. They had no weapons last year. Um, now they finally trade for Chase Claypool in November. They add DJ Moore in this trade. Do you think the Bears are going to throw some more now? I think so. I have zero concerns about DJ Moore and Justin Fields where they're going right now. My take is Justin Fields should be the fourth quarterback off the board. I think after Allen, Mahomes, and Jalen Hurts, I think uh, Justin Fields should be the fourth QB. Not saying he should go right where those guys are going in the second round, but I do think he's the clear fourth quarterback off the board. And then... DJ Moore, the dude has been a rock solid wide receiver too for the past four seasons, has cleared 1,200 plus scrimmage yards in the past three seasons, and now has the best quarterback he's going to have. Even if you're concerned about the volume, I think it's going to be offset by efficiency, offset by spike plays. The dude through his entire career only has 21 touchdowns. More touchdowns are coming. I mean, Justin Fields made Cole Komet look like a competent tight end last year. What do you think he's going to do with DJ Moore? So I'm not here for any of this pass volume, Chicago Bears FUD. I do think we'll start to see DJ Moore climb up the draft boards. I mean, at the start of the season, he was going to the sixth round. Over on ADP Chasing, on the Ship Chasing channel, it was three weeks ago when we debuted that show, and it was who was the biggest value. I, I said it was DJ Moore. I didn't even think I was going to luck box a trade to Chicago when I, when I said that. But yeah, uh, I think DJ Moore... There's still some value on the bone there. Good morning, Willis. Andrew, good morning. Let's eat this best ball breakfast. Side note, reminding everyone to make sure and bet all 36 first round, first half unders. Wow, financial advice from Andrew here with March Madness kicking off this week. GM Hope, GM Hope. Everyone should be following uh, Hope's YouTube channel. Hope has been doing some underdog live streams. And I'm also very frustrated that she's already immediately this good at thumbnails. I mean, thumbnails are the bane of a content creator's existence, trying to make things that look good, that are fun, that are eye-catching. Took me years to even get baseline average at making them, and Hope's out here making quality thumbnails right off the rip. So check out Hope's YouTube channel for more underdog content. Uh, exactly. No bears FUD. Good morning to our guy, Sammy, broadcasting from North Tonawanda, New York. I'll be completely honest. Hand to God, never heard of North Tonawanda. Uh, nothing but love. Um, let's see here. Christopher says, it's hard to work, watch a stream, and do a best ball draft without my third monitor. Man, you poor guy without your third monitor. I, I feel you, though. I'm the same way now. I, I, I like my laptop, but, man, I just, 
whenever I have to go work, whenever I have to go do things, basically if, if I need to do something that requires more than one tab, I'm like, I have to be at my desk with my big monitors. I just like, it feels like such a chore to do things on the laptop. So I don't know. Uh, I think that makes me a boomer, right? Because all these, uh, the zoomers are out here doing everything on their laptops and on their phones. And I need, you know, a massive 4k monitor to just be able to do anything. Um, Nick has been grinding March Madness brackets all morning. Ken Palm rankings showing a lot of discrepancies if you trust it. Yeah, I was looking at the Ken Palm rankings um, because we were all doing the Omni Fantasy drafts over on Ship Chasing, which is the contest that Ben Gretsch put together. And so you have all kinds of sports and then you're drafting, you know, World Cup, women's tennis, yada, yada. And so I was looking at the Ken Palms a lot to find value for the March Madness picks. And uh, it is a nice thing if you trust that model. Uh, to find some undervalued stuff. Seems like this March Madness is way more wide open than any we've had in previous years um, with no kind of locked and loaded one seeds. I think you can poke holes in all of them from what I've been reading. But nevertheless, this is, in fact, a best ball stream. I am your host, Peter Overzet. I will be your guide through the big board drafts this morning. Before we draft, it is time for the coffee pour. So everyone, please be quiet. If you're in a room with someone else, you can ask them to be quiet. I know everyone appreciates the ASMR element of these coffee pours. There we go. We are ready. We are ready to begin. Thank you, Ross. I appreciate this take. People who willingly work on laptops only are psychopaths. Thank you. I agree with this take. All right. Let's hop into best ball draft. Let's see what kind of badge brigade we have out on this Monday morning, mid-March. I will uh, I will admit, I have started to blast off a little bit on the, on the big board slow drafts because I was checking my numbers and I was like, I don't think I am, oh boy, Influencer 101, baby, right off the rip, right off the rip, Influencer 101. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I was starting to look at, how full this contest is. It's at 62.4%. And I was seeing that I am not pacing to max this. And I said, I'm going to max this goddamn tournament. Um, so I have, you, you want to see what the, uh, the, uh, the slow draft of a sicko looks like. Yeah, this is, this is, this is what we realize how we need to catch up because only doing, I really only draft live when I'm on stream. And so otherwise it's slow drafts for me. So this is the only way I'm going to be able to max it. All right, anyways, let's get back to business here. The problem is, is always locating the fast draft when you have a million slow drafts going on is always a little tricky. There we go. All right. Mm. It is. I put on my backwards hat this morning, and lo and behold, I was gifted Justin Jefferson. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Love Stars has 60 entries and only got 101. One time? There's no way. There's no way. Are you kidding me? I mean, that is some of the most epic run bad I've ever heard. I mean, one out of so one out of 12, your expectation be around 8% of the time. And you're telling me one out of 60 times? Love Stars, have you considered being more of an influencer? My God. Mm. Exactly. Beachhead. Beachhead gets it. Team slow draft for the dads. 
the thing is, is I've uh, I've started uh, to play in the NBA playoff best ball, the dance. Um, and those, you know, those drafts will only take 10 to 15 minutes, very similar format and structure to the NFL playoff best ball. And those you can kind of sneak in and they don't even have slow drafts for those. Those are easier to squeeze in here and there, but you know, saddling up for a 50 minute live draft, it's a big commitment. So I'm going to be, I'm going to have a barbell strategy of live stream drafts and slow drafts. I'm telling you though, I'm getting obsessed with the NBA playoff best ball. It's the same macro concepts of the NFL playoff best ball stuff. And trust me, I, I know nothing about the NBA, but I at least know how to correlate. And I now know enough about, uh, you know, the playoff standings, some of these rotations to at least make okay teams. And I'm getting addicted. I think I'm going to have to do a big uh, show here soon. But if you played NFL playoff best ball, I legitimately think you would enjoy the dance. And it's only 10% full too. So still plenty of time. And uh, I know as if I needed another thing to devote my attention, but the playoff best ball format, I just love it. Hmm. Oh, do, when did you learn NBA players? I learned them through the draft app. Basically the thing is too, is like realizing that in NBA, even less than the NFL, right? Like you can take Kenny Gainwell or MBS or Sky Moore super late and know that, yeah, could they have like a two touchdown game? But what I've learned from the NBA thought leaders is that you can't just be drafting the seventh player on the Denver Nuggets and assume they're going to, you know, pop up for a big game. It just doesn't work like that. They're long series. The variance gets smoothed out. So lots of two-man stacks, lots of three-man stacks. We're learning, though. We're going to become NBA thought leaders by the time the playoffs roll around. What do we got going on in the draft? I see uh, lots of friends, lots of family, lots of yellow. CMC, Eckler, we do have Bijan. I like this by JGFC here. Taking Bijan ahead of Taylor, just so he can say Bijan snuck into the first round of drafts. You do know it is a best ball breakfast stream if we have Garrett Wilson going at pick 14. Hmm. Willis says, NHL playoffs just dropped too. Don't miss out. You know what? I'm going to have to circle up with DJ. DJ Mitchell, the preeminent NHL puck thought leader, the guy responsible for my balance going up despite blasting off in these tournaments. The dude's been on an absolute heater with these pickums. Um, but yeah, I I could see myself getting in the NHL uh, playoff best ball streets. Nick said, last summer you said you didn't do many slow drafts for BBM. I assume that will change this year. Well, it's funny you say that. Um, I don't know if it, if it is going to change. I have an idea. I have an idea for something. I'm still fleshing it out in my head, so I don't want to commit to it right now. But uh, hopefully not a lot of slow drafts for me is what I will say. Is what I will say while being vaguely mysterious. DK, Pete just loves to say uncorrelated tournaments. That's how you got addicted to best ball. Yeah, I actually don't give a shit about any of this. I just love the, the buzzwords. I love saying, you know, leverage. Um, I love saying correlation, uh, stacking. It's kind of like how in the marketing world, there's the, the buzzword terms. Like if you just toss AI, Web3, blockchain, thought leadership, that's all we care about here. Um, okay, so you guys took all of the wide receivers, which you are known to do. Um, I'm going to do Jalen Hurts. 
and I am going to do my guy, Brees Hall. Um, what was someone asking me? Oh, yeah. So Daniel was asking, have you tried for AJB early to get the full Eagle stack yet? I have not. And I actually have seen a little bit of conversation about this. I think it was in the ship chasing channel. Someone was asking, you know, when they got Tyreek, should they also grab Waddle and then, you know, try to set up the premium double stack? I think in general, I'm a little opposed to the premium double stacks when they cost two first round picks. So the Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, the A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, I just think it's a ton of draft capital to tie up in offenses, especially when A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith were fairly uncorrelated last year. There you go. There you go. Take a drink. I said uncorrelated. Um, and if you think through kind of the playoff structures, um, you're basically saying the Eagles in weeks 15, 16, and 17, like one of those guys is going to have to be going off for 30 points every one of those weeks. And then Jalen Hurts is going to have to be going off for that much for three straight weeks. And is it possible? Absolutely. We saw, you know, the Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins stack a few years ago go nuclear in the playoffs. However, that was when Jamar Chase cost a sixth rounder, right? A lot of the teams that had it was a fifth, sixth round cost. So I'm just a little bit opposed to tying up that much draft capital in one single team. I think it's a good strategy for weeks one through 14. Like if you are trying to optimize for winning the regular season, which I think is a very hard thing to optimize for. But in general, I think the macro team correlation works better when you spread it out over 14 weeks. But in the individual, dare I say, single uncorrelated weeks, I just don't like tying up that much draft capital. Uh, where does DJM go these days? So yeah, I mean, his his ADP is rising quickly. He's at 43.8. I mean, I'd have to check the, uh, the data on it, and I'm sure we'll talk about it on ADP chasing later this week. Uh, but I want to say he was in the 60s before. Someone can check me on that. But yeah, he is, he's going to be a back end of the fourth round and continuing to inch up here in the coming days, especially because I think you're going to see a lot of people grabbing Justin Fields in the third, right? And then coming back around and grabbing DJ Moore. So if you have Justin Fields ADP at the late third and the person who's taking him, so we got Joseph right here taking him at 310. We'll see, will Joseph pull the trigger at pick 39 at 4-3? You know, so that would be, you know, only five spots ahead. And I think just the natural stacking tendencies of the field will push DJ Moore up into this pick 38, 39, 40 range, just because that field's more stack is going to feel so comfy. Mm. Oh yeah. We did have a, a big defensive trade here. The dolphins getting Jalen Ramsey. Apparently Jalen Ramsey and Tyreek have a little uh, beef before. Did Jalen Ramsey make some comment about Tyreek um, just being like a track star or something like that? I forget what the origin of that beef was, but everyone was like, oh no, are these guys going to be able to get along on their team? Did you guys see the uh, the clip of Tyreek Hill running the 60 meter at some track event? I still don't understand like what that event was. There are a lot of people clowning on the other guys in the competition. I am like very confused about all of it. Like, I think it's very cool that Tyreek Hill is just out here doing races. I like to watch fast dudes, but I am confused by like, what was that? Is that something he's regularly going to do? Who was he competing against? 
And I just did not have enough curiosity to go down a rabbit hole of research myself. Oh, here I was talking about <laughs> would would Joseph take Justin Fields with DJ Moore? DJ Moore went one pick ahead of him. Durr. So, so much for that. I, I do think in general, DJ Moore will go in this early fourth range, but I guess in a best ball breakfast piss boy draft, DJ Moore is going early. Oh, yeah. Jalen Ramsey said he made the Pro Bowl as a special teamer, not a wide receiver. That's like, what? when when did he say that quote, right? I, that That's my question because, like, Tyreek Hill has been very good now under lots of different circumstances. You can no longer use the, oh, he was just a product of Patrick Mahomes. The dude called his shot, was calling Tua the most accurate QB of the league, say he was one of the best QBs in the league. We all laughed. And then he absolutely smashed with two of this year. I don't know if Jalen Ramsey wants to be throwing shade at Tyreek. Unless you want to throw shade on him for being a shitty person, which that's completely justified, but not for when he's on the football field. LaMichael says, my first draft on day one, DJM ADP was 62, and he went 68. Yeah. People love finding ways to be down on DJ Moore. I mean, DJ Moore... Just got a massive quarterback upgrade, and everyone's like, well, what about the passing volume? It's like, dude, he doesn't have Will Greer throwing to him anymore. He doesn't have fucking Sam Darnold throwing to him. Doesn't have Taylor Heineke. Doesn't have Teddy Bridgewater. The dude has fucking Justin Fields throwing to him. All right, what are we going to do here? I do worry. I really like Tony Pollard at this price. I am not letting Tony Pollard slide 10 picks past ADP. I am a little bit worried about getting squeezed at wide receiver here godwin allen and jigba let's um i've been kind of randomizing these three uh trying to uh balance my range so to speak i in the quiet of my own home i end up taking jackson smith and jigba just because it's a very fun sexy click but i am trying to not be extremely overweight jsn relative to godwin and keenan I know, I know. Trust me, JSN is a fun-ass click. I think I don't think he's overvalued either. I think it's right where he should be going early to mid-fifth, but I am trying to balance it out a little bit because I'm a scared little boy who balances his exposures. All right, does DK got me here? Uh, Cheetah won the men's 60 meter at the USATF. So I assume that means United States of America track and field masters indoor championships. But he says he's never racing again because they had me out there looking wild. What does that mean? Had me out there looking wild. Nick says DJM would have been considered a grown ass man level player with any other QB in Carolina. My thoughts exactly. This is this is all you need to do if you if you're worried about DJ Moore. Picture that hail mary bomb he caught from the XFL's PJ Walker at the end of that game against the Falcons. That walk off hail mary, and now imagine Justin Fields uncorking those deep shots to him on the rig. It's going to be fun. It is going to be very fun. And I just I just completely reject the notion that these guys can't improve as pocket passers. 
I mean, we have zero questions about Justin Fields' athleticism, his ability to run. No one has questions about that. And I don't even think people have questions about his arm strength, his ability to deliver the deep ball. So now what? Now we're starting to worry about his pinpoint accuracy over the middle. The guy has improved over these course of two seasons. Now you're equipping him with more weapons. We've seen the same progression for all kinds of these toolsy quarterbacks that don't come into the league as super refined passers. Why are we just, just relax, everybody. Justin Fields is going to grow. He's going to improve. And you know what's a, a really nice solve for helping you improve? I don't know. A wide receiver one like DJ Moore? I ain't buying the DJ Moore FUD. Uh, Yarshall says, uh, do you think you'll try and be a little less balanced exposure wise this season? I know you thought about it late last season. So one thing I'll say is in the big board right now, like pre free agency stuff, I actually feel like I do have stronger takes on the, the later round picks. Like I have conviction in some of my zero RB targets, some of my rookie flyers, etc. Like I'm going heavy on those guys right now because I think the uncertainty is baking in discounts um, that maybe shouldn't quite be there. So I think in the big board, I actually will ultimately be heavier on my later exposure. I think the way I think about it is the varying degrees of trusting the market and I certainly right now trust the market in those first four to five rounds. I think the market does a pretty good job appropriately valuing those guys. I think the later we get in the big board draft rounds, the less I trust the market and the more I'm willing to make a stand. And then on the flip side, like as BBM rolls around and as we get into August, in mid-August, the ADBP becomes so efficient. And I'll argue that it'll be the most efficient it's ever been this August because the player pool, everyone is just getting sharper and sharper with these drafts. And I will be far less likely to snub my nose at ADP and IKB stuff come mid-August to, to when the season starts. And so I do think you want to be making your, your big stands and your big heavy exposure stuff early when you think stuff is mispriced. Because if you're making a huge stand in mid-August on a player – you kind of have to look around and say, why am I on an island with this one player? And I know this is, I know there's people who disagree with this, who can, you know, just see through the board and know that every Buffalo Bills player is undervalued. I know there's people out there like that, but I'm not one of them. But I I, I don't mind being heavy on guys. I just think you need to be smart about it. Rodney coming in the chat talking about Lamar. Oh, you're, you're tying it to Fields. People still hate on LeBron. He couldn't shoot. He wasn't clutch. Guys like Fields and Lamar will have that stain forever, even if it's nonsense. Yeah, I think I agree with that. I think this is a good take, too. Target Hog says, I would rather have strong takes in individual tournaments, but keeping it relatively smooth for overall exposure. And that is what's so fun about playing it as a portfolio. I mean... Most of this contest is going to be drafted pre-free agency. Speak of the devil, um, we got to avoid this wide receiver avalanche. We will grab Gabe Davis here. I was hoping Goddard would fall to me so I could get some kind of a semblance of a Jalen Hurts stack. That is not in the cards. Um, I don't love this area for... Oh, this is a gross area. I guess we could 
we could take a stab. The Javante Williams stuff is all over the place. I think I am going to keep grabbing him here in this range. Pick 73 for Javante Williams. I now have the all injured room. Brees Hall, Tony Pollard, Javante Williams. We'll be cr clutching our rosary beads, praying that all of these guys get healthy. The reporting about the Javante stuff, it's like every other day, I hear a different thing where it's like, oh, he's on track for week one. And then it's like, oh, the Broncos are secretly nervous about his recovery timeline. But my take in these is it's a $10 scratch off ticket in a very top heavy tournament. First place is 200,000. Second place is 50,000. And are, who are the kind of guys that could be valued as a second round pick just based on their injury timeline going much smoother than anyone predicted. I mean, if Javante Williams had zero health concerns heading into the season, and I, I realize that's a big if, but if he did, he would be, he would be a two, three turn pick, right? He'd be going around the Kenneth Walker, Brees Hall, Josh Jacobs range. And so I am willing to take on the injury return timeline risk at a five round discount. I'm willing to take that on. And I will adjust my priors. If we continue to get more updated information um about that about his health i will i will update on that but as of right now i feel like the risk reward proposition with javante williams is pretty solid right here yeah and i just disagree with it i mean i think they're both i, I think they're both similar picks like Javante dobbins i think you know more what you're going to get from dobbins dobbins is never going to cast catch a ton of passes and have the ability to approach a 25 point per game average upside. Like we know Javante Williams skill set. He could finish as a top five running back. That's just not within JK Dobbins range of outcomes as a player and how he's used. Um, he's definitely safer as far as his health, but I don't think the upper fifth percentile ceiling outcomes are even close between Javante and Dobbins. And I like Dobbins. I, I draft Dobbins a lot. But like the true swing for the fences, this guy could challenge CMC and Eckler at the top. It's a fully healthy Javante Williams in an improved Denver offense. Yeah, I see, and I saw the chat uh, pushing for Kadarius Tony. Um, I think this is a fair price for him here. Nice build from uh, our guy Vaporware with a anchor DeAndre Swift at pick sixty-two, and then a bunch of wide receivers. Uh, I've seen the talk that, you know, the Chiefs want Kadarius Tony to be their wide receiver one. It's like, no fucking shit they want him to be their wide receiver one. They paid a lot for him at the trade deadline, and they have no other wide receiver ones. So, of course, they're going to say that. Um, I feel like it's just the same old deal with Kadarius Tony, right? We have zero concerns about his talent level. It's everything else. It's the injuries. It's the boneheaded plays. I mean, the guy just can't seem to make it through games, much less a stretch of games. And again, going back to the risk reward proposition, I think it's I think it's good, you know, at this price. I mean, if he does put it all together, he'll be a third round value. Um, but uh, I definitely don't want to be in the business of chasing him up draft boards because he is a super sexy player to chase up. Hmm. This is correct. I trained. The one million dollar winner. No, I, I, I was, uh, I was Pat's Mister Biagi. <laughs> there you go. I'm just have. Jason said I'm just happy to be watching a best ball live stream from the guy who trained the two million dollar winner. That's right. 
Just wait until Pat launches his best ball breakfast at 10 a.m. on Monday mornings. My views are going to go down the shitter. Pete, with the Vikings shopping Dalvin, are they a sleeper team for Bijan? Uh, what what pick do the Vikings have? Um, I think any of those teams, like, I mean, now that the Cowboys uh, tagged Pollard, I think that's off the table. I still think the teams like, what, the Vikings and the Bengals, you know, if they were to fully move on from those guys and decide. So you pick at 22, yeah, I could see that. I could certainly see that. Oh, thank you for reminding me. Willis says I'm waiting for Pat to buy a PlayStation 5 and give us the last of us playthrough streams. That was a, it's a reference to a ship chasing last week where Pat said he might become a, a video game fantasy streamer. No, no last of us spoilers, please. I did not get to watch the finale yet. I'm going to watch it tonight. Please, no spoilers. Thank you. I appreciate it. God, this board has gotten gross. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Um, the two positions I need are just absolutely nuked right now. Um, let's get a tight end. Have not selected David Najoku much. And we will, uh, we'll just begrudgingly take Darnell Mooney because we need bodies. I got buried in a little bit of an avalanche. It wasn't one of those avalanches that smack you over the head right out of the gate, but the avalanche just slowly picking up steam as we progress through the draft until next thing you know, you're taking Darnell Mooney at pick 97. Hmm. Uh-oh. Hope says these people calling in at work should have the courtesy to realize I am trying to watch Best Ball Breakfast. Just remember, Hope, I do offer a service specifically for these situations. You can use the Peter Overzet Best Ball Breakfast boss button, David Montgomery, regional dialect, and a fat super chat will get you to cover for your boss. There it is. Put another David Montgomery on the bobby. Uh, Yarshall says, what percentage of your teams are actually streamed? I remember Herzig tweeting that stream teams mainly did poorly comparatively. It's so funny you say this because for me, anecdotally, my stream teams have done the best. Uh, two years ago, Eric Beinfor and I streamed our Best Ball Mania 2 team that ended up finishing top 10. Um, one of the best teams we had last year was actually a team we drafted on ship chasing. It almost made it to uh, the finals. And we ended up not talking about it because we were like waiting not to mush it. And then it got bounced at the last second. Um, but yeah, my stream teams actually ended up being pretty good. But what percentage of your teams are actually streamed? I mean, last year, it probably only ended up being, I don't know, still probably around 15%, 15 or 20%. I mean, when you consider best ball breakfast, ship chasing, splash play, um, I think I get a good amount of teams on stream initially i used to be like i used to be more protective of it where it's like god every single draft i do is filled with the badge brigade it's filled with the piss boys 
I never can draft how I want to draft. And yet I don't mind it because one, it pushes me outside of my comfort zone and still the majority of my drafts will not be live streamed. And I just, uh, I don't mind the challenge necessarily. And it ends up pushing you to different pockets of players in different textures of drafts. There's another term to, uh, to drink to. Um, and so I just don't, I don't mind it as much anymore streaming my drafts. And I mean, think of the content equity. I mean, being able, people really enjoyed getting to go watch the draft. Eric Feinfor and I did that finished top 10. I mean, that's, that's the Holy grail, right? You have a team that finishes first that was live streamed. So I'm willing to chase that carrot. Oh no. English, Nana, Pete, David, Montgomery. Now you're throwing new ones in there. Minnesota, David, Montgomery. God, all right. Now I have a backlog of these. Now I have a backlog. Oh, mythology. How are you doing this morning, you little horn dog? I don't know how this is going to help you avoid your boss's disdain as you multitask. I can only imagine what kind of horrid things you have open on your desktop tabs constantly sending us footage of Dak Prescott's new girlfriend in the new wag of the week mythology. You're a sick, perverted little boy. $6.90. What a weird number for a super chat. Why not just $7? Did you have your other 10 cents tied up in the Silicon Valley bank? You little horn dog. All right, there's one. <laughs> there's one. Mm. Are the puppies or BBM the better per dollar investment? I mean, the truth is neither, right? Like these are massive, massive tournaments. Like the, the point of playing best ball mania in the puppy is to have a chance at winning a really big prize for not that much money, right? Small entry fee, big prize. But if you are going and hunting for ROI in these contests, I think you're doing it wrong. Let me make my picks here and then I'll try to expand on it a little bit more. Um, I'm going to continue taking these dusty wide receivers I don't want any of these running backs. I'm certainly not taking David Montgomery. Let's just take, we, we call this the Josh Norris special right here. The Zay Jones, Josh Palmer. Those picks are for Josh Norris right there. Um, I think in general, and I think this will be a, a, a popular conversation this year about contest selection. And I think people need to get this through in their heads. Because I think people want to have their cake and eat it too. They want to say, how do I get the best ROI? How do I realize my edge? You know, I maxed the puppy. I maxed BBM3 and I didn't even get a team to the finals. It's like, no shit. Like, it is a very massive top-heavy contest. We've talked about it before. If you maxed BBM3 last year and you were an average player, you were expected to get one, one out of every eight 150 maxers would have made a team to the finals. One out of every eight, if you're an average drafter. So if you are truly concerned about ROI, you need to be playing in these smaller contests. Your best bang for your buck is to do a Bulldog team, do um, a Dalmatian team for $100, these smaller contests where you can realize your edge more realistically. 
because it's the same thing with other top heavy tournaments like the DraftKings Millie Maker. There are guys like Osimo, who is the best DFS player in the world, who has never won the Millie Maker. He has made lots of money in other tournaments, and he has also lost a lot of money chasing the million-dollar top prize in the Millie Maker contest exclusively. It doesn't matter if you have a massive edge on the field. When the contest is that big, it could take you a lifetime to realize that edge. So I think that needs to be a theme for this summer. Know what you are getting into when you play the Puppy and Best Ball Mania 3. Am I going to blast off at all of those? Absolutely. But I know what I'm getting into, which is probably a low advance rate, low ROI, but I'm going to have the chance to chase fucking Pat Corrine. Sorry, I don't know why I get so worked up about that. I think it was because I saw so many comments of people complaining about their ROI in these massive tournaments at the end of the season. It's like, guys, no shit. Like, like what, what do you think you're playing? There's hundreds of thousands of teams in here, and the field is getting really sharp. Don't you know, Aaron, the field, it's... Uh, is that, is that, don't you know, is that, is that Minnesota? I think it is a little bit of Minnesota. This poor, I, I've been so distraught, Aaron, ever since, it's a little Irish, ever since Adam Thielen left, I just, I worry about our team, you know. I do worry about our team. Can KJ Osborne, it is Irish, this is his Irish Minnesotan. Can KJ Osborne be the number two? Why is my Minnesota accent? Irish. Oh, we have so many legs up here and so little wide receivers. I think we should let Dalvin Cook go, you know. Maybe take a flyer on this Bajan Robinson. I can't keep doing this shit. My range is really being tested. Alex says, how far does Lamar fall come BBM if he doesn't sign? Now, that's a good one. Like, if we get a holdout situation, because it does seem like we're trending in that direction, right, where it doesn't seem like any team is going to match or pony up the two first-round picks and the fully guaranteed contract, which would mean Lamar would be stuck on, what, the $32 million franchise tag to play this year, which he's not going to be happy about. Think this guy wants to make less money than Derek Carr. So then you're looking at a holdout situation. You could see his price really drop. Um, I think there will ultimately be value hounds in the mix who wouldn't let him slip past, I don't know, round seven. Like there's no way I think you could even let Lamar Jackson slip past like a Deshaun Watson, even if he was threatening to hold out for the entire season. You also just see those things get worked out at the last minute, you know, the Rave, if they do head down that path, Lamar wants to collect his paychecks. The Ravens want him out there as quarterback. It does feel like something that could get done at the last hour. So yeah, I, I'm 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 on board to draft any kind of Lamar Jackson dip that we get. <laughs> the Banshees of Minneapolis, the first Irish guy in Minnesota. Look, guys, I said I offered this service. I never said I was a Frank Caliendo level impressionist. Paul, putting it in perspective for BBM3, 450,000 teams whittled down to 450 team finals. Banshees of Any Sharon, I will say, my favorite Oscar movie, Oscar-nominated movie of the bunch. I ended up seeing uh, seven of the 10 Oscar noms. Let's figure out what we're going to do here. 
Let's figure out what we are going to do here. Bryce Young goes. I was eyeing him. And Dobbs goes. I was also eyeing him. Thank you to everyone. I feel like this Dalton Schultz slide is a little too much. This is a little too much. Dalton Schultz at pick 144, I think I can do. And I am feeling the heat at wide receiver. Normally, I take Dobbs. Let's take another second-year wide receiver who flashed a little bit in year one. We'll take Alec Pierce here at pick 145. Oh, yeah, movies. So the three Oscar movies I didn't see, I didn't see Avatar. It's like four hours long. Forget about it. I didn't see The Fablemans, um, and I didn't see uh, Women Talking. I saw the other seven. Everything, every everywhere, all at once, I did find it visually interesting. Um, I thought the performances were good, but it wasn't just like, I didn't find myself enjoying the movie. I don't know. It was it was hard to follow, and I realized the enjoyment factor of it and the appreciation comes from all of the frenetic en energy and the aesthetics of it all, but I don't know. I could never see myself re-watching that movie. The two movies I will stump for, that I will evangelize for, The Banshees of Innie Sharon and The Triangle of Sadness. Those were my two favorite movies. Triangle of Sadness was a teeny bit bloated, didn't need to be quite as long, but God, that movie was good. Really good movie. Yes, Nick, uh, we're in lockstep. Nick says, I feel like Triangle of Sadness would be right up your alley. Indeed, indeed. It's it's split up into three acts. The first and the third act are incredible. The second act is what everyone sees in the trailer, the crazy boat scene um, where they hit uh, choppy waters and everyone's puking and stuff like that. That scene could have been tightened up a little bit, that second act, but man, that's a really nice movie. Mm. There we go. Omar, we're living rent-free in Omar's head. As I was taking Alexander Madison, all I could think of was handcuffing may actually be a way to get unique if the field's avoiding it. We need to get more uh, best ball streamers out here so we can figure out what the cliche buzzwords of the 2023. Do you guys have suggestions? Let's get out in front of it. What words do you guys think are going to be very popular this year? Combinatorial ownership. I think we're I think we're gonna hit that one hard again in 2023. Are there any any terms, any buzz terms, best ball buzz terms on the bleeding edge? Combos. Yeah, combinatorial ownership. Triangle of sadness is available to stream. Which one is it on, guys? Someone help me out. Is it Hulu? It might be Hulu. See, I, I disagree with this one, Andrew. Andrew says, thoughts on the pacing of Banshees. I just didn't like it for the length. Thought it dragged on. See, I am my take is every movie is too long. I didn't find this movie to be too long. I mean, wasn't this movie only like 90 minutes? Hour, hour 54. I was, I was so hooked in the story and so invested in those characters that it didn't drag at all for me. Most movies I find absurdly long. Elvis, I could have hacked an hour off of that movie. All Quiet on the Western Front, I could have found 45 minutes to hack off. Movies are too goddamn long. I refuse to go see Avatar. Tighten it up. No one has time for fucking four and a half hour movies anymore.
flattened exposures as far as our uh, buzzwords this year. Brain chasing, that one's gonna be popular, bimodal. I need more coffee. Thank you, Red Dane. This is a take right here. Avatar 2 should have been 95 minutes. It and it honestly is a problem with so much stuff right now, too. It's not it's not just movies that are too long. The the other move lately that's really been chapping my ass. Is that a thing? Chapping my ass? It's Netflix and HBO in these documentaries stretching what would be a really good 70 to 90 minute documentary into a three-part miniseries. Like I watched the uh the Murdaugh uh one on Netflix, very compelling documentary. They stretched it out into three hour-long episodes. It could have been like an hour and 40 minute documentary and it would have been great. Like why and I get why they do it, right? It's easier to sell more when you have more episodes. I get the uh the money aspect of it, but my God. All right. I'm going to keep taking Tajay Spears. He is a guy I find myself always clicking in here. Man, am I going to take Jordan Love again? I take so much Jordan Love. Do I have any other viable stacks late? Man. I guess I can kick it down the uh, down the road a little bit more since I have Hurts. Um, man, I hate this spot right here. I really do. All right, let's just take Sean Tucker. Get a couple of rookies here. Ugh. Mm. Yeah, this is another one. Justin, I that trailer looked good to me. Justin saying he just started the Malaysia flight dock and it's a three-parter. Like, I haven't watched it yet, but I, I sure as hell know that could have probably been an 80-minute documentary that they're going to make me watch three episodes for. All right, Target Hog. I thought <laughs> we were we've been talking about movie and TV show length, and I thought he said an hour and fifteen minutes to legal tampering starting. I thought there was a new documentary on Netflix that's an hour fifteen called Legal Tampering. Frankly, I would watch that. Jay Chang, you are in luck. Jay Chang says another draft, please. I missed the first one because of daylight savings. Jay Chang, you can't be out here missing drafts as a man who shows up to comment. On every single one of my live streams, win draft, win draft. Are you drafting? I could I could be doing a live stream that's like a funeral. I could be hosting a funeral, giving a eulogy. Don't ask why I would be live streaming that. But I could be doing that. And Jay Chang would be like, are you going to draft today? And I'm like, I'm trying to pay my respects. Are you doing another draft? We'll do another draft today. But we got to keep these moving. We got to keep these moving. If we get if we get to two drafts, this is what you guys all, you get in these stream drafts and you put your feet up and you take your sweet ass time. Everyone needs to pick it up if you want two drafts. Nick says live streaming a funeral feels like a Paul brother thing. I, uh, I should dig this up. One of the, I made this sketch uh, way back when, when I did the fantasy football comedy hour, which was the first podcast, first piece of, you know, fantasy related content I ever did. This had to have been like 2015. And we did this audio sketch that was this guy who was like a shock jock, radio jock, uh, host 
for a fantasy show and his co-host was his dog and his dog dies in the sketch and the callers keep he's like you know wiping through the tears trying to get through the show just talking about all the good memories he had hosting the fantasy football show with his dog and the callers are still only asking start sick questions i think it was actually a pretty strong premise it like you'll you can see it on twitter too like like in the thick of the season, if someone who has a really big fantasy account, like, you know, say, I don't know, uh, say like Andy Barron's or um, I don't know, Dave Richard, like one of the big CBS Yahoo guys, like they could be like on Saturday, you know, um, my my great aunt passed away. You know, I miss her a lot. Um, I won't be around much today. We're heading to the services. And I swear to God, there will be people in the comments that'll be like Cortland Sutton or uh, Rashad Bateman half point PPR. People just do not give a fuck. When it comes to decorum in these situations, I should dig up that sketch. We're all going to get a chance to draft with Pete when he does the 24-hour BBM draft marathon. I, I don't even, I think I could definitely do like a 12-hour thing. I don't know if I, ha like, I think that's a young man's game. Didn't the fantasy flock do that last year? Did the 24 hour live stream? That's a young man's game. I can't, I'll be, I'll be torched. I'll, I'll ruin myself for like four days. If I do that. Also, you would see me like slipping into absolute madness. You think I get weird and over caffeinated on this stream. Imagine me in hour 23, I would be losing it. I would be turning on you guys. I'd be turning on everyone. Turn into a total savage. I don't know if I have a 24-hour one in me. Young man's game. 10 years ago, maybe. 10 years ago, maybe. <laughs> hmm. All right. What are we going to be doing here at this turn? What are we going to be doing at this turn? We, we need to grab a quarterback. Did you guys already take my precious Tyquan Thornton? I can't believe I have to take Mac Jones here. Do I have to take Mac Jones? Do I have anything else viable here? Who are the who are the Colts going to end up with that quarterback? Galaxy Brain? A Will Levis there? Let's should we try to Galaxy Brain? Are the Colts going to get boxed out? Are they going to end up with Levis? This is what we're going to do. We're going to Galaxy Brain this. Here we go. Colts get boxed out. They have to take Will Levis at at, uh, at the fourth overall spot. And now I have the Will Levis to Alec Pierce and Paris Campbell. I'm a wizard. An absolute wizard. Kyle, that is my age. Young man's game? I thought you were like 35. First of all, uh, in, in, this, in this space, in this day and age, 35 is an old man. I'm practically a veteran at this point. I'm, I'm going to be heading down to the Sizzler to talk about RBRB starts with the Boomers any day now. Mm. Love stars. How to screw up an influencer 101. This sounds like a guy who only has had one 101 across 60 drafts. This is just another day at the office for me, Love Stars. I get these 101s like they grow on trees, bud. Sometimes I just punt it off for the fun of it. 
just knowing that there's another 101 right around the corner. Andrew says, what is your outlook on the Panthers wide receivers now? Uh, Terrace Marshall, Visca, Shai Smith. Yeah, so uh, I wrote about it in the Fantasy Life newsletter today. Uh, I believe my, I can pull this up. My word was the cupboard is now bare uh, <laughs> in uh, in Carolina with that depth chart there that you referenced. Terrace Marshall, LaVisca, Shai Smith, Preston Williams. Um, they're going to be players in free agency and in the draft, right? Like, they're going to get one of these wide receivers in free agency. They're probably going to draft one or two guys. I still think because they're so cheap, I think taking late round stabs on Terrace Marshall and Visca makes a ton of sense. Um, I'm not necessarily like – I guess this is what I would say. I would not be making decisions on these guys based on projectable volume. Like if you really like the talent profile for Terrace Marshall or, I don't know, LaVisca Chenault, and you want to draft them based on those merits that you think – they can earn targets. I think that's completely justified. If you're doing it based on vacated targets, I think that's a dangerous game to play before free agency and before the NFL draft. Because it's not going to be hard for them to draft someone to immediately come in and be their wide receiver one or even their wide receiver two. My big, my low-key winners here, though, were the running backs. Deontay Foreman and Chuba Hubbard. Uh Chuba specifically, because he's under contract, Deontay Foreman's uh, unrestricted free agency. But I've heard that the team wants to sign him. Maybe Nick can uh, confirm our, th our Panthers thought leader in the chat. But I like Hubbard's price is so good right now. 197.9 here uh, on underdog. And he's going to get all the work he can get. And I was impressed kind of with the run game with Carolina last year. I mean, they really had things going. Who was the other guy? Blackshear. He was even getting in on the mix. So... I kind of would rather sell the passing game right now and buy the uh, the run game. It's just my my current two cents. Hmm. Please, please, please don't take back your likes. I would never fud our precious boy Lavisca Chanel. I would never. That's all we need. It's so it's so sick, right? Every time ship chasing, we try to mush one of these guys. You know, Sky Moore. Guess what happens? Sky Moore, the past three weeks, we've covered it on ADP chasing, is one of the biggest risers every single week. Sky Moore's ADP keeps going up. We're trying to be out on these guys after they burn us. LaVisca Chanel, right when we thought he was left for dead, now all of a sudden he's the wide receiver one on the Carolina Panthers. And you pull me back in. Oh, wow. That's a tough. There's a Visca exposure S SVB joke, right? Except uh, the Panthers front office, like the big banks came and bailed us out. We got bailed out. LaVisca Chanel is too big to fail. All right, what are we going to do here? We have three more picks left. I have done a horrible job keeping the audio listeners up to speed. Right now we have Jalen Hurts and Will Levis at quarterback. Yikes. Running backs, Brees Hall, Tony Pollard, Javante Williams, Tajay Spears, Sean Tucker, our wide receivers, Justin Jefferson, Keenan Allen, Gabe Davis, Darnell Mooney, Zay Jones, Joshua Palmer, Alec Pierce, Paris Campbell, and then tight ends, David Njoku and Dalton Schultz. Um, man, this is gross. I, should I, am I just going to raw dog it with these two quarterbacks? It looks like that's what I might end up doing here 
Should I just get back on my bullshit with Darius Slayton? Take Darius Slayton. Is there anything fun at running back anymore? Jerome Ford is a guy who I think is going to keep moving up. Jerome Ford is like this week's Pierre Strong. You know, Pierre Strong was the hot flavor of the week a couple weeks ago, and now Jerome Ford is the new sexiness for your late-round running back selections. Kyle says, the thing everyone is going to say this year is, this year's Josh Jacobs. That's a good one. Can I make a confession? Can I make a confession? I've been drafting a decent amount of Josh Jacobs in the mid-third. Like, basically, once DK Metcalf is off the board, and then you're in the, like, Debo Samuel kind of range, I'm taking the running back there. I just, like, that pocket in the mid-third for wide receivers, mid to late third, is pretty bad. And Josh Jacobs is sitting there staring at me. I'm I'm just going to admit. I I have to admit, I've been drafting Josh Jacobs and David Montgomery. I don't even know who I am anymore. I don't even know who I am. But, but. And David Montgomery. It's called a heel turn. From your favorite piss boy. All right, we got to speed this draft up, guys. This second draft, everyone needs to speed it the hell up. Mm. Cam says, what draft order spots are we liking now? Oh, you mean in here? Uh... I mean, I love having a top two pick because I love getting Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase. And in a piss boy room, I definitely like having um, like pick 10 through 12 because you can kind of get your anchor wide receiver, Adams, Lamb, sometimes AJ Brown, and then you can pair them with a Bijan or a Jonathan Taylor. I think those are my favorite, but I don't know. I, I think there's, because of these quarterbacks going in the second round, I feel like it makes most of the draft spots seem equally viable or that I don't see the scales tipping super heavily in favor of one or the other. Because it was last year that we had that clear top five, right, Um, at the top with the three wide receivers and the two running backs. And obviously Austin Eckler in retrospect should have been included in there. It should have been a top six. But I don't know if I feel that quite as much this year. We're going to feed the ducks when I go to the bathroom in between this next draft. We are going to feed the ducks. Liam's stealing my bits. Omar says the rock was so good. It inspired Liam to go with music on a stream. Wow. Wow. Liam's stealing my bits, but I'm stealing his because I took Gabe Davis in this draft. So we're even. Yeah. Eight to nine. No man's land says target Og. All right, Nick Bird's calling a shot. The Panthers' wide receiver room is going to be Jacoby Myers, Paris Campbell, and Jalen Hyatt. There you go. couple free agents. Fast rookie. All right, what are we going to do for our final pick? Our structure right now is a 2692. If I had a Tampa Bay buck, I could maybe justify going with Baker Mayfield 
with the rumors that he might be headed to Tampa. I could just take a one-off flyer on Desmond Ritter. What do you guys think? Do you think I should go three QBs or just raw dog it with Hertz and Levis? Add on. Uh, I think I'm fine at tight end. Njoku and Schultz, I think is fine. Should I just be back on my bullshit and take, uh, should we do Quez Watkins so we have a single stack with Jalen Hurts? Wow. Chat coming in hot. You guys want us to take a tight end? I could take Sam Laporta. All right. All right. I don't hate it. All right. So we are going to raw dog it at quarterback. I have one and a half quarterbacks. All right. Sam Laporta, I can get on board with that. All right, final team. Final team, Jalen Hurts and Will Levis at quarterback. Our running backs, the all-injured team, Brees Hall, Tony Pollard, Javante Williams, two rookies, Tajay Spears, Sean Tucker, and then Jerome Ford. Our wide receivers, Justin Jefferson, Keenan Allen, Gabe Davis, Darnell Mooney, Zay Jones, Joshua Palmer, Alec Pierce, Paris Campbell, Darius Slayton. Happy with that room. Um, a little older than I'm used to because you guys take all the young, sexy players. And then at tight end, David Njoku, Dalton Schultz, and Sam Laporta. All right, here's what we're going to do. I'm hopping in another draft. I'm going to put on Feed the Ducks music. I am going to be back in a few minutes. And you guys are going to, you whoever hops in this draft has to commit to drafting fast. We need to pick this one up. What do we get? No influencer 101 this time. 108. Jay Mike excited about the overflow draft. There you go. Who do we write? We got Dab in here. Line of script. Oh, mathology. Fresh off of getting scolded by Nana Pete in the first draft. We got Hawkberg in here, Zach Morris, line of scrimmage. Omar, back-to-back drafts. Wait, okay, Jay Chang, thank the Lord. I was going to be worried about you if you didn't get in one of these drafts. All right, we're on the clock here. We are on the clock. What do we look at? Okay, this is a piss boy room. This is a piss boy room. I'm not taking Kelsey. I'm getting out in front of it this time. I will not be left out in the cold without my wide receiver blanket to keep me warm from the chill of the wide receiver avalanche. Bengals announced they re-signed safety Michael Thomas to a one-year contract extension for the 2023 season. 
Do you guys like it when Adam Schefter does like kind of those like cutesy tweets? Like he could have done this one as like big extension for Michael Thomas. And everyone thinks it's the wide receiver, Michael Thomas. And then he like follows it up. The safety. Schefter likes being a little out of pocket sometimes. He likes having a little fun. Man gets bored sending out the, the tweet. So he's got, he has to wink at the camera every now and again. What other, what other bold free agency predictions do you guys have? Because I feel like we're all super jacked up for free agency and all the craziness, but then you actually look at the top available free agents and you're like, what is actually going to get get things going? Because like the biggest news items aren't technically free agent related, right? It's like, where's Aaron Rodgers going to go? What's going to happen with Lamar Jackson? Are guys going to be moving up in the draft to try to jump the Colts? Like, that's the super interesting stuff right now. I'm not getting shut out. T. Higgins or Devonta Smith? Let's do T. <laughs> Alex says, Michael Hardman is going to get a bag and move up 80 spots in ADP. I will say, I, I find Michael Hardman to be too cheap in general in best ball drafts right now. Yeah, Red Dane, we're gonna we're gonna let the feed the ducks ride for this second draft. DJ Chark to the Chiefs, basically trying to uh, upgrade MVS. I don't mind that. Oh, Jamal Williams to the Bengals would be rough. I feel like the Lions want to re-sign Jamal Williams. They love that dude. Dan Campbell loves the swag daddy. Yeah, also, I just do not get this enthusiasm for Odell Beckham. I just do not get it. What did he, He's looking for 20 mil a year. I mean, I know that the free agency market is barren, but my God, I mean, what, what does Odell have left at this point? Thank you. I agree. Odell is washed. Jimmy G is a blue chip free agent. We might have different definitions of the word blue chip. I almost just poured a coffee without giving you guys the, the pleasure. Here you go. Last bit. It's almost gone. All right. We're tapped. No more coffee for this morning. No more coffee. It's true, Matt. We're all looking for 20 mil. Man, can you imagine if I could get 20 mil in too small Pat Crane? Too small. Um, Should I take a guy I never take? I legit, I, I don't think I have a single share of Nick Chubb. I don't think I have a single share of Nick Chubb. Lord knows I'm not taking Derrick Henry. Let's get a let's get a Nick Chubb share. Week 17, Browns versus Bengals, Nick Chubb, T. Higgins mini correlation. Come on, ball is life. We've already done this. No sugar in my coffee. We ain't out here looking to intake sugar and unneeded calories at 11 a.m. Black coffee. 
Miles Sanders to the Dolphins. I definitely think the Dolphins could could be a player here in free agency for a running back or, or the draft. The one thing though about the Dolphins is I guess what was it? How much did they give up to get Chase Edmonds? Um, they really, over the years, they have not devoted a lot of capital to running backs. I, I feel like they they smartly approach that position. So I can't imagine them like overpaying or using a, you know, even a second round pick on a running back when they have so many other needs right now with the offensive line, even maybe getting another pass catcher. Feel like the Dolphins could be a candidate to draft one of these rookie tight ends when they let Gesicki walk. What's up, Ben? Background music is fire. What is it? It is, of course, none other than Feeding the Ducks. The official jam of Best Ball Breakfast. I needed a chub share. I needed it. All right, we'll stack it up. We'll stack it up. Joe Burrow with T. Higgins. Joe Burrow, seven picks past ADP. Uh, Brandon says, a week ago, I thought Ridley fourth round was too early. Now thrilled to get him at the 304. That's that Players' Tribune bump, man. I'm telling you. Trust me, I, I'm caught up in it, too. I feel like I could run through a brick wall after reading that piece by Calvin Ridley. I can't, I can't blame anyone for wanting to draft that guy this year and root for him. All right, T-Tid. My girlfriend needs a chub share also. It's, it's still 11.10. Still 11.10 East Coast. I don't know. You might even be on the West Coast. It could be only 8 a.m. It's too early for these jokes. Too early. That's right. Everyone get with the program. It's feeding the damn ducks. Feeding the damn ducks, it does sound like a euphemism for something far dirtier. Like if people weren't in the know and you're like, what are you doing right now? Hang on. I need about 45 minutes to, uh, you know, go and feed the ducks. It sounds like you're either going to have sex or going to do a drug deal. One of the two things. Hey, babe. You got a little time this afternoon? Head upstairs and uh, feed the ducks. Or, yo, Tony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it? You got it? All right. 3 p.m., 3 p.m., yeah. Feed the ducks? Let's do it. Feed the ducks. I think it works both ways. I think it works for both of us. Ooh, this is a good question. After football, will Laird go into coaching or streaming with Davis and Pete? So I will say uh, in my newsletter, the P.O. Box newsletter, which is the new newsletter I started uh, up a couple weeks ago. Would love it if you guys all subscribe to it. It's completely free. Drop it in your inbox on Fridays. Let me make this pick here. Um, let's grab Jamison Williams. Um, I wrote about kind of like adjusting my workout routine since having a kid and how I'm now trying to optimize just from doing something, anything each day. And I used to have these more prolonged routines, but now I'm just trying to get in whatever I can get in, which is push-ups, pull-ups, sprints. You know, I call them prison workouts because they're very bare bones. And none other than Patrick Laird, a subscriber to the PO Box. So if it's good enough for NFL player Patrick Laird, it's good enough for you. Like I said, link down below to subscribe for free. 
he pitched a workout to me called the nickel dime quarter workout, which is 30 minutes. And you try to see how many rounds of five pull-ups, 10 push-ups, and a quarter mile sprint. So one time around the track, 400 meters, how many times you can do that circuit in 30 minutes. And I think we might try to get a little prop bet, a little competition going. Obviously, I know how this is going to end for me, me trying to compete athletically with an NFL athlete, but it doesn't mean I'm not going to try. So stay tuned. Maybe, maybe we'll be able to whip up some content about Pete versus Laird in the nickel dime quarter competition. Ah, Zach Morris. I had a dream. I had a dream that Kyle Pitts would fall to me at pick 65. Do you know who I will take here, though? I'll take Jameer Gibbs. ADP of 59 at 65. Yarshall, welcome. Thank you for becoming a YouTube member. Um, I think I mentioned this last week, but I am going to start uh, in the very near future doing some, I believe they might be Fridays, um, YouTube member only live streams, um, some best ball streams. Last year I did some pre-recorded ones. That was when I was like, I was sick of all the piss boy rooms and I was like, let me do a draft, record it, and I can kind of walk through my thoughts without getting sniped and buried in wide receiver avalanches. But uh, I am gonna be doing some VIP only streams and also, uh, you do unlock various channels in the Discord, in the Deposit Kingdom Discord, which I have pinned there. Lots of good conversation for best ball. We got an NFL best ball channel. We got the Badge Bros channels. We got the private channels as well. So all kinds of good stuff there for our YouTube members and definitely appreciate you guys supporting me. Hmm. That sounds like a version of hell, Peter. Not going to lie. Patrick Laird's nickel dime quarter competition. No one said it was going to be easy. No one said it was going to be easy. But it is like the perfect thing. My street, it works out well. Like uh, my street is like um, 200 meters down and 200 meters back. So I am going to be able to train for it. It would be such a bad look for Patrick if I beat him. There's no way I beat him. But I, as I said in the newsletter, I can do more pull-ups now than I've ever been able to in my life because all I've basically been doing are sprints, pull-ups, and push-ups. It's like the entirety of my workout program right now. So I am equipped to do the nickel-dime quarter. But 30 minutes is a long-ass time. It's a long-ass time. I think I might try to test it this Thursday. I might try to get like a baseline number and see how I do. Meanwhile, Patrick Laird's in Hawaii right now, living his best life, but not me. I'm out here thinking about how to beat him in this challenge. Okay. Um, duh, duh, duh. We got some wide receivers here that I don't mind. I am glad that I took Gibbs there. Addison or Johnson? Come on. I mean, I, I know we don't need to be fully out on Addison. Um after his combine. I think he's going to be fine, but man, let's take some big swings. Quentin Johnson's still the big swing, right? Quentin Johnson, nice combine, should be what? A top 20 pick in the NFL draft, I would imagine. Now we're having a fun draft. Joe Burrow to T. Higgins. We got Nick Chubb 
Devontae Adams, Jamison Williams. So they're our second year break out there on Jamison Williams. Then we got two rookies, Jameer Gibbs and Quentin Johnson. This is a more aesthetically pleasing team. Thank you. OG man says, show the wife the P.O. Box logo. And she says, Pete, is it effigious? That that one, uh, that was that was a layup there, naming the newsletter the P.O. Box. It just worked. It just worked. And if I ever need to like pivot it into um, like a Stephen A. Smith hot take artist, like I could change the P.O. to meaning pissed off. The pissed off box. Um, What do we want to do here? What do we want to do? Do we need to value Hound Joe Mixon? Nah, we don't. We just take Jacoby Myers. I don't think I've taken a lot of Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers is fine. We'll take Jacoby Myers. Welcome, Will. Are we doing best balls already? We've been doing best balls for the past month, Will. The past month. There's 150 people watching me draft and it will, mind you, this is my second best ball draft of the morning. It's true, Will. We're sick. It's. It sounds like you think I might be in need of a tough combo. Everyone follow Will on Twitter for a tough combo, except when he's canceling himself and having to repost apologies. Otherwise, a great follow on Twitter. Uh, T-Tid, uh, hot take. Samaj P. Ryan is a better long-term for my Bengals than Joe Mixon. I agree. Samaj P. Ryan is very good. I think they should let Joe Mixon go, either bring in a second back in free agency or draft a back they like. This is a deep running back class. Like, just draft someone and go 50-50 with P. Ryan in the rookie. Ooh! Janu to the Falcons. Are you kidding me? That's all we need is another roadblock for Kyle fucking Pitts. Are you kidding me? <laughs> the, to kick off free agency with a with a Kyle Pitts roadblock is just too fucking perfect. Chef's kiss. Janu Smith. Start the prop bets already. Janu Smith outscores Kyle Pitts in 2023. Unreal. Unreal. The Falcons forever trolling us. Arthur Smith. Unless, can we galaxy brain this? Can we galaxy brain it as Johnny Smith is going to be the inline blocker now? So Kyle Pitts can run routes? No. That that's that would make too much sense. Let me get a let me get a tweet off. Let me get a tweet off. Um and let me make a pick and then we're going to get a tweet off. I need some likes on this morning. You know who we're going to take? Depending what line of scrimmage takes. We're going we're to get some Pat Fryer Helmuth here. Unless I just tip my hand and line of scrimmage is now. Damn it! Why did I do that? The second I said it. Fine. Fine. We'll keep getting wide receivers. Elijah Moore, come on down. All right. Let me Let me get a tweet off see here here we go we need to comment everyone needs to weigh in on the trade all right falcons finally get their tight end of the future i feel like this will do 
This is like a nice 50 like tweet. Maybe a couple quote tweets. I feel like this has 50 like upside. I think I could do, I think I could do better, but I'm on stream right now and trying to juggle, trying to juggle a lot, guys. All right, let me get the draft board back up here. Oh, I'm on the clock and I'm not screen sharing because I'm slow here. Um, wow, I never take Brian Robinson, but this might be too much value for even me to take pass up on what do we like here brian robinson aj dillon i like aj dillon more than brian robinson i just can't bring myself to clicking on brian robinson i'm sorry it's just not for me alex says this is why i like slows because you'll see people take johnny on the spot in like round 10 when the news breaks you want to hear something funny this morning i finished up a slow draft Look at my look at my last pick. Uh, no, where's this draft? Has the draft not finished? Oh, this is gonna take me forever to find it. Is this it? Oh yeah, here it is. Okay, I wanted to show you this one. So this was this morning, a slow draft, and I had Kyler Murray, Bryce Young, and Mac Jones, and I was trying to figure out who is gonna be my twentieth round pick. And I said, you know what? Let's go for the double stack here with Tyquan Thornton and Johnny Smith. Look at this value here. Johnny Smith at pick 237, thinking I was getting him galaxy brained with Mac Jones. Little did I know he was on the move to Atlanta. Where the hell is my draft? Where the hell is it? See, this is, we gotta get this. Why, why is this so hard for me to find? Where is my team? Where is the team I am drafting right now? This is insane. There it is. We got we got to fix this. We we got we got to thrust the live draft up to the top of this. It can't be buried down here. Underdog, I'm begging you. Your interface is incredible, but I'm absolutely begging you to pin active fast drafts to the top of the user interface. It wasn't at the top, Chris. It was not at the top. It was in the middle. Um, let's see. Are we going to take... Should we take Aaron Rodgers and see if we can get him at the, uh, the last minute backing out of the Jets to go throw balls to Devontae Adams? Chris, does it look like I'm on mobile right now, bud? Does it look like I'm on mobile, Chris? All right, we're going to take Aaron Rodgers. Oh, this this works. This is the ultimate pick. Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets. We just stacked him with Elijah Moore. Aaron Rodgers goes to the Raiders. We stacked him with Devontae Adams. That is how you do it. That is how you stack before the chips have hit the felt. This is, I mean, Corey, have you just been lurking in this chat this whole time? And the only thing that brings you out to talk is saying hi to Chris G. You don't even say hi to me, Corey. You don't even say hi to me. 
but you come in to say hi to Chris G. I see how it is. FF Doom understands the giant galaxy brain that I'm working with. If Rodgers goes to the Raiders, they might win. They might be in the AFC Championship next year. I mean, if if Rodgers goes to the Raiders, they're what? Maybe the third best team in the AFC West? AFC West is tough. I mean, they're certainly not better than the Chiefs. We'll see what the Chargers do offensively. What do we got on this board? I, I'm, gonna, I'm going I'm going to end up going punt tight end, am I? Let's go. Sky? No. No. A-chain. A-chain, come on down. Look at the speed and the power in my running back room. Nick Chubb and A.J. Dillon, the thunder. Jamar Gibbs and A-chain, the lightning. Look at the texture of my running back room. Good morning to you too, Corey. That's right. Corey, are you on the four quarterback builds this year, Corey? Is that still going to be part of your personal brand? All right. Looks like my tweet is about to hit the projection. Four retweets, 45 likes. I said it had 50 like upside. Probably 20 of those are pity likes from you guys. You're like, eh, Pete's got to hit his KPIs this morning. Vapor says, try taking four tight ends within your last five picks. I just, I refuse to spend more than three picks on tight end. The position averages like seven points a game. And the chances of landing on a guy who has even 20 point per game upside that deep in the draft is just highly unlikely. I'd rather just spray and pray three, get my seven to eight points and beat the competition at other positions. I just think it's it's chewing up too much draft capital on the least important position on underdog. It's just my take. How do you feel about three teams advancing in the big board? I think it's good. I think it, it helps smooth out the variance. Um, All right, let me see what we got coming up here. Still no tight end, and I am not taking Taysom Hill. I am not taking Higby, Cincinnati, Green Bay. Should I keep drafting rookies? Michael Gallup. I have not taken a lot of Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup at pick 151. Sure, let's take Michael Gallup. Ooh, this is a good one. T-Tit, Peter, thoughts on getting to 20K subs by the end of the year? Feasible. Very good question. Um, Probably feasible. I don't know if it's feasible with my current strategy. We will see. I guess it all depends on the thirst for best ball streams. I definitely plan to stream a lot of best ball drafts. I want to expand my best ball streaming this summer. 
Um, I don't know. I don't know. I would love it. That would be a very fun goal. I got to do some more shorts. Got to start pumping those out. You got to play the game to increase subs. And sometimes I'm bad at playing that game. But I appreciate the thought, T-Tid. I certainly would feel good about getting there. I think I plateaued. I've been at like in this 12K range for a long time. Yes. Uh, are we spinning up a DK bracket challenge? That is on my to-do list. Uh, actually, one of the things I plan to do when I get off of this stream here. Uh, if you guys are in the Deposit Kingdom Discord, I will get a March Madness bracket going. I will kick in some prizes, some merch stuff. And then if anyone else uh, has other ideas for prizes, I am open to that. You know what? We were talking about P. Ryan earlier. And if he stays, we got this Burrow. So now I can get the Burrow, P. Ryan, T. Higgins stack. Do you guys have a minimum number of rookies you target per draft? I don't, I never have like a minimum. I think it'd be silly to have a hard and fast rule for how many rookies, but I certainly like getting exposure to them. Um, Cause the way I think about it is they really are, you know, of course, free agency stuff too, but they're really the players who could see their value jump five, six, seven rounds. Um, in a lot of cases, the, the further down in the draft you go. Obviously, guys like Quentin Johnson at 80, Jameer Gibbs at 65, they can still rise, but not, you know, multiple rounds. But guys like A-Chain and Tajay Spears and these guys that are going later, I mean, they could, any of these guys could be this year's Damian Pierce who massively rise. So I, I like having a couple of them on my squads. Question, do you feel at the end of drafts, RB is usually the best pick? I think so in general, um, just because running back scoring is so much more um, binary, right? It's like if you're drafting a, a handcuff running back, it's like they're either giving you zero or they're thrust into a starting role and they can put up 15 points a game, like a Jeff Wilson last year, right? Jeff Wilson, late round pick, absolutely buried on the depth charts, and yet he gets a change of scenery and all of a sudden is a, a contributor. Where the wide receivers who are available either don't have the talent profile to ever be major target earners or, you know, be a 15 point per game type of player, or they're like super fringe spike week guys. You know, we're drafting the Quez Watkins, the KJ Hamler, and those guys can be useful in a spike week sense. But in general, I think the ability to massively outperform draft cost is always going to go to the running backs in those spots. Let's take Gesicki here, get our first tight end, um, and hopefully he can bank a better landing spot. I still really like the talent uh, for Gesicki. And at pick 176, I'm willing to make a bet on that. Oh no, Paul. I'm over an hour behind. No way I catch up to the stream. Paul, you're going to have to listen at 2.5x speed. We talked about a lot of things like balancing our JSN exposure, Javante Williams, contest selection, Oscar movies, best ball buzzwords, Panthers wide receivers, the nickel dime quarter challenge, and why I don't like four tight end builds. There, I just got you caught up, Paul. Frankie is at the gym listening to 1.5x. Finally caught up. Let's hope Feed the Ducks slaps just as hard at 1x. Yeah, what does Feed the Ducks sound like at 2x? 
probably sounds like a schizophrenic techno track. Come on, Willis. I really like his talent. New buzz phrase for this year. I feel like that sounds like a buzz word from 2018. It doesn't feel like on the cutting edge of 2023. A lot of the terms, we'll, we'll stumble upon some new stuff this year. We'll, we'll figure it out. We're in the early nascent stages of hot best ball summer 2023. All right, little Trey McBride. Little Trey McBride action. So we're at 2572 right now through 16 rounds. We got Joe Burrow, Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, Nick Chubb, Jameer Gibbs, AJ Dillon, Devin A. Chain, and Samaj P. Ryan at running back. Our wide receivers, Devontae Adams, T. Higgins, Jameson Williams, Quentin Johnson, Jacoby Myers, Elijah Moore, Michael Gallup, and our tight ends, Mike Gesicki and Trey McBride. Not bad. Not bad. Mm. Exactly. This is this is the new buzzword. Feed the ducks. Small loss, big win, asymmetrical upside. These are good ones. Those are good ones. Asymmetric upside, I could see being a contender. Willis would be happy to know I did draft Zeke on a DAC team the other day where he slid like to the 16th round and I needed running backs and I said, screw it. I'll take Zeke. OG Mansfield, will there be a weekly Friday show with Pat as a guest? How to draft a $2 million team? We'll definitely do. We'll definitely do some streams. What, like, I, I definitely want to, when I expand doing some of the best ball streams, to have one of the shows a week always have a guest. Because I really enjoyed those. At the end of last season, I did a bunch of those. Um, had Liam come on, had Leone. Um, always enjoy. Uh, Bind four and I always run it back, trying to capture the lightning in the bottle. And it, one, it's it's fun to get to draft with people that you respect and who are smart. But it also pushes you outside of your comfort zone um, and gets you on clicks that are otherwise tougher to make. Like when I always say I'm getting back on my bullshit and clicking the same guys I always like to click. When you're drafting with someone else, and we've I've had lots of success over the years with that. I mentioned the Bind four stream. We're drafting guys that we're not always drafting on our own, but meeting in the middle. We had one of our best teams we drafted a few years ago on ship chasing. It was an FFPC main event team with Crack Rock. And we were like trying to get him to be a piss boy. And he was trying to get us to crank purple. And we drafted one of the best teams we had ever drafted. And sometimes that like hybrid mind bell of like your best ideas and your co-drafters best ideas results in a good team. Sometimes it can backfire. Sometimes it can lead to like watered down strategies. Like you start going zero RB and then your co-owner panics and wants to take one in the fifth round. But a lot of times I think it can work. Um, Is Jimmy Garoppolo going to go to the Raiders if Rodgers goes to the Jets? Someone, someone told me in this chat earlier that Jimmy Garoppolo is a blue chip free agent. So now I'm just covering my bases. I got the Burrow to Higgins and P. Ryan stack. I got the Rodgers to Elijah Moore stack. And now I have the Jimmy G to Devontae Adams stack. There we go. Um, Vaporware says, Pete, a little off topic. How many dingers have you drafted since the Bad Bros video? Only one. 
I mean, I actually zero. So I've, I've only drafted that one team. But I told you, I have drafted 20 plus teams in the dance. I have the bug for NBA playoff best ball. The, the MLB draft, I had a ton of fun, but I, the, the learning curve for me to get to a point where I wasn't just totally punting it off, I just don't have the time to get caught up to speed enough on baseball. I'm sorry. How much booty, booty are you taking? I haven't taken any. I have not taken any booty. I heard he had a booty ass combine. Um, ba 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 ba. Pierre Strong, this year's Eno Benjamin. Back on my bullshit. See, this is one of the picks I wouldn't make if I was drafting with someone else. And they're like, Peter, do you really need to take Pierre Strong for the 19th time? It's your boy, Pauly Chip says, I found you from BDGE when you hosted the sleeper draft. Oh, yeah, that was fun. That was a fun time. I finished. Did I get bounced? I think I got bounced in the semis. I had one of the best teams all season long and then got bounced. But that was a fun time. Tyler Algier sent me some really crummy trade offers. AJ Dillon was in that league. I tried to get Tyler Algier to trade himself to me in the sleeper bowl, and he was not parting with himself. Very narcissistic fantasy player, that Tyler Algier. Zach Morris, you're beating to my to my jokes. Oh, my tweet is blowing up, guys. Holy cow. I, I set I set a stretch goal of what 50? 50 likes. This thing's at five retweets and 58 likes. Oh my God. The Twitter dopamine is hitting so hard this morning. So hard. Man, I have to pee again. These the the back-to-back drafts while chugging coffee. It's a lot, guys. It's hard being a best ball streamer, guys. There's a lot that goes into it. Got to be quick on your feet. You got to be willing to do regional accents when people send you super chats. You got to be DJing the music, commenting live in real time on free agency news, engaging with the chat, all at the same time while having to piss your pants. Yeah, the dance is, I'm telling you, I'm upset. If, if you guys like NFL playoff best ball, you will love the NBA playoff best ball. It's basically the same exact concepts. What are we going to do here? What are we going to do? Hmm. Where do we think Matt Collins ends up? Cardinals re-signed Greg Dorch. I kind of like Dorch too. And we already have, um, we have McBride. Let's grab some Dorch. So structurally here, we're at a 3-6-8-2. Joe Burrow, Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Graw. I need to get a third tight end. Um, running backs, I think we're good. Chubb, Jameer Gibbs, A.J. Dillon, A-Chain, P. Ryan, Pierre Strong. Wide receivers, Devontae Adams, T. Higgins, Jamison Williams, Quentin Johnson, Jacoby Myers, Elijah Moore, Michael Gallup, Greg Dorch. Tight ends, Gesicki and Trey McBride. I'll let the chat pick out my tight end. What tight end are we doing? What tight end are we doing? Cubert rules for BBM4. Are we thinking 1 million entrants? 
I'm not. I'm not sure. I think someone in the uh, Deposit Kingdom Discord uh, a couple weeks ago put their prediction for the Best Ball Mania Finals. My hope, honestly, is that they don't increase the size too much, because I don't want the Week 17 pod to be too ginormous. I think 450 entries was about perfect. When you see what DraftKings did with the 1,000 person entry final, it's just like not a realistic or fun sweat. So I kind of hope that the Week 17 finals don't get too much bigger than say 500 entries or whatever. Hunter Henry. Did someone take what Henry with John who gone? Hunter Henry's gone. I do plan to do a do a hockey draft, although not right now because we are at the end of the road. I need I need some suggestions here. Are we gonna just do Tyler Conklin? Or are we gonna take another Laporta? Let's just keep getting. Let's get our Jets Jets stack here. I mean, there's so many fun, sexy tight ends to draft, and I managed to take Mike Gesicki, Trey McBride, and Tyler Conklin. That's what happened. That is what happened. Um, all right, guys. Appreciate you hanging out as usual, feeding the ducks, talking best ball, even to the chagrin in the bewilderment of people swinging by, having their minds blown that we are drafting best ball teams here in the middle of March. But it is what we do. It is what we do. Um, I mentioned hop in the Deposit Kingdom Discord. Lots of good best ball talk in there in the Badge Bros channels and the NFL best ball channel in the private. Appreciate all you YouTube members. Going to have some streams coming just for you guys in the near future. And I'll get a March Madness bracket up soon. And also, I am going to spin up a show to talk the dance, NBA playoff best ball strategy, because I'm hooked. And I will become an NBA playoff best ball thought leader in due time. Hope you guys all have a wonderful rest of your week. All the usual programming this week. Splash play on Tuesday. Spag should be back from Mexico. We'll have the club going up on Tuesday as well. Swolecast, I believe we are returning this week. Wednesday at 1.30, I'll be writing the newsletter. We're going to have lots of free agency content coming out. Thursday, Lowell's with Nerdy Tenor, who just won the hockey championships on DraftKings. Full week, business as usual here in the Best Ball Fantasy Streets. Appreciate all you guys subscribing. I'll catch you around. Have a great week. Peace. Thank you.